What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is Friday, December 7th. Uh, to all the new subscribers, welcome. And uh, one thing we do here on the channel every Friday is uh, wrap, kind of wrap a package around a lot of the big news of the week, especially in the Microsoft world. And so this Friday is no different, and uh, hopefully you enjoy and stick around and all that good stuff. If nothing else, I hope everybody had a good week, and let's just dive in, shall we? So... Earlier this week, I'd scooped something. Um, the name was known a little bit. It used to be known as Windows Lean, uh, but it is now known as Windows Lite, L-I-T-E. And this is a, I, I, I wrote this up on Petri, but I'll, I'll try to do a glossing over of it here. So Microsoft is working on this thing called Windows Core OS, and it's kind of their next generation platform, if you will. Kind of think of one core, but this is like the, the evolution of that product. Uh, or that intention, essentially, but this is much more dramatic, I believe. And so WCOS is sometimes it's called. There's a skew of it called Lite. Uh, and this is a very different, very different version of Windows than we know uh, and, and use today. And so this is... This idea has been floated around for a long time, and, and Microsoft has been trying to launch these quote-unquote Chromebook competitors for years. We had Windows RT, we had Windows 10 S, we had S mode, we had S whatever. Um, and so Microsoft is going back to the drawing board here, and they're getting a little bit more dramatic with that scalpel of things that they're going to do uh, with Windows Lite. So Windows Lite is a, a massive kind of re-undertaking of what Windows is, if you will. It is a true Chromebook competitor, um, and it, it's not, it's pretty, pretty big. First of all, there's a couple things. The UI will look different than what you're known to uh, today of Windows 10. Now, it's not going to be crazy different. Like, they're not going to, I don't know, like, abandon everything you know and love about what Windows sort of looks like, but it's not going to look exactly like Windows 10. It, the UI is going to be changed up pretty heavily, and I've seen some mocks about where they're headed with this, um, so, so keep that in mind. And there's also a pretty good chance it may not be called Windows. Microsoft is currently considering whether or not this needs a completely different name, because one of the problems is every time they launch something named Windows, people think, okay, Windows means I can go to the web, I can download an application, I can run that application. It's Windows, right? It's the same Windows 95 that I had back in the mid-90s and all that stuff. And um, yeah, so there, there's that barrier. And it's going to run on a, a wide variety of devices. Uh, Qualcomm announced some new chips this week that I think are going to be the underpinning infrastructure or uh, hardware for some of these new products coming out in 2019 and all that good stuff. I think it'll run on Intel as well. I think Microsoft Centaurus, which is their Andromeda-like device, but larger, it might be a hero device for the category potentially. Um, again, don't take that as verbatim because Microsoft is still working on all this stuff and uh, Centaurus is roughly a year away, give or take. And so there you go. Anyways, Windows Lite will run UWP, it'll run PWA. It'll think of like what Chrome OS can do. And that's what, um, yeah, that's what Windows Lite is going to do. Now, the only kind of thing we don't know here is if it would run something like Android apps. The reason why I say that is that Walking Cat, after I posted up the scoop, did some digging. And he said, Windows Lite is a web view based Windows and its web engine uses Chromium. So it's basically Chrome OS with a UWP runtime. And that's exactly, exactly what I have been hearing uh, right along that same, uh, a few more details along the way. But that's, that's the idea. And obviously this week, Microsoft announced that Edge is 
getting completely rebuilt. Um, they're, they're not calling it a brand new web browser, but Microsoft's giving up on Edge and they're rebuilding Edge uh, based on Chromium. And so this all ties into this Windows Lite narrative, if you will, that it's a basically a Chrome OS with a, that can run UWP apps. Um, and it's going to be crazy. This is Microsoft's real attempt at modernizing their platforms. And then you also have things like uh, app streaming and all this good stuff. And so I'm very curious, Microsoft's next big bet in the desktop or the Windows or uh, OS space is this Windows Lite. And so this is going to be, I believe, announced at build. And it's um, we're in the very early days of understanding how this is going to materialize. But it is super interesting because it's not... Windows RT was interesting because it was kind of this bold take and we understood what they were trying to do, but it failed miserably. Windows 10S was this half-baked attempt at trying to take something they have and then just toss some marketing on, putting up an artificial wall and making it a, a thing. This is a true gut job of what we know of Windows. And so this will be interesting. It's like two gigabytes lighter than a basic install of Windows 10. Uh, they're cutting out a lot of stuff. And when I say cutting out a lot of stuff, it's primarily enterprise. This is going to be like entry-level consumer play scenario. Instant on, open the lid, there it is. Quick refreshes, everything that you know about Chrome OS, Microsoft is making Windows do. Now the question is, does anyone give a crap about it? Does really, does that matter? Because what's wrong with Windows 10 right now? I know that, it, yes, it's not Chrome OS, but maybe, I don't know, Microsoft's clearly scared and they're trying to just throw things at the wall, I think, at this point and see what sticks. And so... This will be super interesting. I think we're just getting started on what Windows Lite is, and uh, hopefully you find it interesting as well. Um, other things Microsoft's doing, which I just alluded to, and that you probably already know by now, but Chromium, Microsoft is is killing Edge. And then they're rebuilding a new browser based on Chromium, which is the underpinnings of Chrome Web Browser, and they're calling it Edge. But it's not Edge, really, because it's not Edge. Well, it's also coming to Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 10, Mac OS... And it wouldn't surprise me if it shows up on Linux, because why the hell not at this point? And the basic things you need to, under, need to know here is that if you click that little blue E and you browse the web, that's never going to change. The only thing that's going to change is that it's just going to kind of work better. And I, I, I did a video on this. Go check it out. It's on the channel down below. Um, yeah, I, I, this is the right move. I... I it's the right move. There's this big argument from a very small group saying, well, we're headed to a monoculture web and blah, blah, blah. And this is the end of the world. Well, the only thing I can say to that is if you were, if you're making that argument and you're using Chrome, then you're part of the problem. And the problem is, is that Chrome won. Microsoft got screwed by the EU with a heavy handed approach to the web, uh, to the browser ballot screen. Granted, I don't know if that actually truly killed Internet Explorer. I think it did help the open web if you will. So maybe I shouldn't say screwed, but I mean, it definitely hurt them because they Microsoft was in the dominant position and now they're not. And so, and now Google is, and now Google gets to pretty much dictate what happens as web because the argument is what happens. Microsoft's plan here is to be a massive contributor to control Chromium, right? They're going to help standardize it and do all their stuff and make Chromium better, make the, make the web better. If you will, the problem is what if Google comes along and says, ah, screw it. Microsoft wants to implement this change. Everybody voted yes, but we're just going to do our own thing on blink. And uh, yeah, and so they're right back where they started. So Chrome and Google still really just kind of control this thing. And there's not a whole lot other people can do until the Chrome web browser is no longer the massively dominant player in the industry. 
And so that doesn't change my Microsoft switching to Chromium uh, because Chromium can, is open source and anybody can use it and build their own browser if they want. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, other funny things, just a small note, Microsoft actually removed the banner from Microsoft.com. If you go there, it used to say, hey, try Edge. It's the best web browser on the planet. Um, th that's gone now. At least it was for me. And so this ties into their announcement and all this heavy-handed approach to get people to use Edge, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I still contend that this is one of the best things Microsoft has done in the past couple of years, just because it's going to give them the ability to focus on adding value rather than trying to play catch up. And that is the biggest takeaway you should understand from all this. Uh, the other massive announcement this week, this was, this was like a crazy week for first week of December or whatever week of December we're in all this stuff coming up. So Qualcomm announced their next generation CPU slash GPU silicon on a chip whatever you want to call it for Windows and they're calling it the very tantalizing 8CX. Most people were thinking it was going to be called Snapdragon 1000 but here we are with 8CX. Um, you know, branding aside, I'm not a big fan of that name, but the naming doesn't matter. It's what performance is. And it's supposed to be computing extreme or something dumb like that. But what matters here is, does it actually make Windows better? And so th the good thing here is that Qualcomm is specifically building a chip to run Windows. They're not trying to take that mobile platform, that cell phone thing, and then turn it into, uh, or essentially just drop it in and then say, run Windows, it's going to be great. Um, so no, they're actually taking the dedicated approach of building a chip customized and designed for Windows with the same epic 20 plus hours of battery life. Um, you know, put that in quotes and, and oh, got a cough. <coughs> um, put that, put that in quotes mostly because, yeah, it's manufacturers telling us what they want to hear. Uh, it's supposed to compete with a core i5 U series Intel chip. Again, not their highest performing chip, but again, if they can keep hit for tat with Intel and performance, it's a good thing. Again, we need to wait until these devices come out, which won't ship until later next year, I believe. But it's, I get, but I can't stress enough how important this is for Microsoft to not only be relying on Intel. I, I'm still holding out the day that Qualcomm can just build a chip that is better than Intel in every single way. And then we all just run Intel. We've been hoping for this for a couple years now. And we're, we're slowly getting there. I think Qualcomm is the best chance to actually help Intel or, or knock off Intel from their perch because for the consumer, options are always best. And the more options we have, the best, the better, the better experience we're going to get. So I, I'm looking forward to this and seeing how it works out. Um, so, oh, and the other one, <laughs> the other major thing. So it's great that, that Qualcomm announced all this stuff. But we got to remember that it's up to Microsoft to optimize Windows 10 on ARM to make sure that it takes the best uh, best approach to utilizing this chipset to actually get the best performance. There were some emulation issues with the last gen stuff that kind of made things a little murky. But again, this is this is a journey, not a one trip destination. So just keep that in mind. I, I, I'm very optimistic about what Qualcomm is doing. I just hope that it materializes fast enough that they don't abandon the plans, if you will. Uh, other things happening in the world of Microsoft this week, uh, Outlook, your mobile app got an, or an uh, UI refresh. If you haven't gotten it yet, it should arrive soon. It said it's rolling out. And Microsoft also open source, open sourced a bunch of stuff, WPF, WinForms, WinUI, and blah, blah, blah. And the list goes on. They had their Connect conference in, was it in New York? And maybe it wasn't. Um, I can never remember. They moved, they moved it around this year. But anyways, interestingly enough, they talked about open sourcing all this stuff, but they didn't announce the the Chromium update for Edge. 
which makes me wonder if this was not really planned. It did leak earlier in the week, and then Microsoft just came out and said, hey, here it is, but you can't download anything, you can't see anything. And so I wonder if they were kind of pushed to announce this quickly, but here we are. Um, so a bunch of questions this week, guys, which I love. It's a favorite part of my week is digging through the questions. And let's just dive in, shall we? Beckmod Be says two unrelated questions. Microsoft uses Surface Connect to connect the tablet part of the Surface 2 where the processor is located to the base where the GPU is located. On the 15-inch, it's a 1060. Uh, could they, in theory, make an eGPU connecting to the Surface Connect on the Surface Pro and Surface Laptop? I, Okay. So this is a really big question. So the question is on the current Surface Laptop and Surface Pro, these things, could they make an eGPU? I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. And, and I, I don't want to cite the reason why because somebody will call me out, but I don't believe that it is a perfect one-for-one. -one, um, this, this dock, this Surface Connect dock being the same, or I should say this one, um, being the same as what's in the Surface Book 2. I believe there was a difference, and I can't recall exactly what it was off the top of my head because it needed more bandwidth. Now, could they do it in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Will they? You know, that's a good question. Uh, do you know any information on whether Microsoft will update File Explorer? So they have dabbled around with doing this. File Explorer is one of the oldest apps in Windows. It's been around since, I think, ever. And uh, they've updated it and updated the design a little bit. I don't, there's there's a modern version of the File Explorer floating around. It was in the phones for a while, uh, but we haven't seen it pop up. And I, I don't want to say never, but I also kind of wonder why. Yes, it would match the rest of the UX, which is maybe an important reason. It very well could be. But there's not a lot of value add when trying to switch to a modern File Explorer just for UI's sake. Mostly because File Explorer works pretty dang well. Everyone knows their way around it. And changing that up is a core part of Windows that people aren't going to like. There was a lot of pushback, if you remember, when they went to the new settings app from the control panel. There's a reason why control panel is still there. Yes, there are some minor functionalities that are not available in settings, but there's also power users in the IT pro world who need that control panel because that's just what they know and they know how to get stuff done faster. Uh, BDSREV, Bidzrev, uh, asks, is kind of a big question, big picture question. Why doesn't Microsoft just rip off the bandit, close down Bing, Cortana, OneDrive, Surface, Xbox, and all the Microsoft brick and mortar stores? Microsoft could even fire the Windows team and make Windows run on Linux. They could get rid of 40,000 employees. So that's, okay, there's a lot to unpack there. So ripping the bandit off, let's just take these one by one. Bing. So Bing for the, actually makes money. So keep that in mind, like ripping that bandaid off is one thing, uh, but Bing actually makes money. Now, this is if I was ever going to start another website, it'd be called unsubstantiated rumors from microsoftemployees.com. And I've heard whispers recently that people are wondering if Microsoft is gearing up to spin off Bing and MSN and a couple other just kind of web properties, not OneDrive, but Bing and those things. Will they do it? I don't know. Uh, but Bing is profitable, so keep that in mind that... Um, yeah, Bing does actually make money. So that would be an interesting one. Cortana. Cortana is an interesting one as well. But here's the thing. Cortana doesn't have a lot of overhead. Cortana, the, the back end of Cortana is just Azure ML and AI capabilities, which Microsoft needs for other products and services. They can't get rid of that functionality. Cortana is just this little top layer that just uses some voice componentry to, uh, to function. And so getting rid of Cortana would be kind of 
wasteful because then they'd have to come up with like Microsoft AI, which is just going to be a generic AI. Cortana, granted, while not amazingly popular, it's at least known what it is, I think, in the world, um, at least in the Microsoft world. And so they're not going to save money by just getting rid of Cortana or anything like that. OneDrive, I can't see them getting rid of OneDrive. That is a core component of consumer experiences. Um, same, especially in the enterprise, they have OneDrive for business. It's also basically built on top of SharePoint. So they're, they're not getting rid of SharePoint either. Surface, a uh, great book. I just wrote one about the history of it. Uh, Beneaththesurface.com, you can go learn more about that. But they're not going to get rid of Surface either, mostly because Microsoft needs to control its own destiny. Granted, they lost some money in the early days, but they also made $4.6 billion in revenue. We don't know how much net income that was there, but I don't believe it lost money um, as an org. So it is profitable to some extent. The bigger reason why they are keeping Surface around is that it is the hero brand for the PC industry. Microsoft can do whatever they want with Surface. If they launch a Surface product and it fails, Microsoft doesn't sink as a company. HP, Lenovo, Dell, they might have a bigger struggle launching new crazy form factors that push the industry forward. You got to remember, this device would not exist without Microsoft. Um, it, they were founded it, they created it, they made it popular, and everybody copied it. And so I don't see them getting rid of Surface, mostly because as PC vendors do whatever they want, Microsoft will always need PCs in the world to sell. Imagine if HP just came back and said, you know what, we're going to go all in on Chrome OS and we're going to stop selling uh, Windows devices. Microsoft can't let its future in the PC space be reliant on another vendor. And so they need to kind of keep it around. Xbox, uh, please don't get rid of this Microsoft. Phil Spencer is doing a wonderful job turning this into a real serious business and competitor. And I did a video earlier this week on their, their upcoming strategy, which includes Scarlet and everything else again on the channel. Um, and I think Microsoft is finally figuring out how to turn gaming into a service with Game Pass. Uh, they've done a good job with uh, Xbox Live Gold and it's only going to get better. So I don't see that happening initially. Now, getting Windows to run on Linux, uh, that could be done because you got to remember, what it what is Windows? For most users, it's just that UI interface. That already exists in Linux. Microsoft could just copy everything, but they're not going to do that because people are going to have issues with things like running just simple .exe files and all that stuff. And so they make they still make quite a bit of money selling Windows to enterprise customers. Keep that in mind. Now, brick and mortar stores. This is the interesting one. I don't see them getting rid of it, but they don't make money. They have issues with foot traffic. People don't... <laughs> people always take pictures, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, of take a picture of an Apple store versus a Microsoft store. Granted, uh, I think Apple's iPhone business is larger than all of Microsoft's revenue. Um, half the people inside of an app, Apple store are probably getting their iPhones fixed or their Macs is fixed. The other half there are probably screwing around and a small percentage are buying stuff. Uh, Microsoft stores, on the other hand, are always just kind of empty. They've invested a significant amount of money to make that consumer outreach presence. I I don't know if they will, will get rid of them per se, but they're not expanding them at some crazy clip either because they're not really proving, I think, to turn out in sales. Because you got to remember, at one point they thought, okay, we're going to have Lumia phones, we're going to have bands, um, they now have headphones, and we got Surface stuff, and we got Xbox hardware. We've got enough stuff to launch a store. Well, now they don't have phones, now they don't have bands. Um, they do have, still have Surface and Xbox. Um, but yeah, so I, they need to find ways to evolve their stores to be more than just kind of a mini Best Buy. And so we will see what happens there. Kadupa says, based on news of light, why can't Microsoft create PWA section within the store to have easy access for its users? 
Um, well, P they are bringing PWAs into their store. Now, granted, I wonder if this changes any of their plans because they announced this massive initiative last year. Now they're switching to Chromium and all that stuff. I don't think it'll change anything. But Microsoft is shoving PWAs into the Windows Store. Um, I don't know why they would segment them out. Probably because my gut would tell me that they don't want people to know that there's a difference between a PWA and a Microsoft app. They both just kind of work, right? Um, and then he also says, with Edge HTML being retired, is it true... Is true then what will happen with see with sets? Okay, so here's the question. Microsoft announced sets uh, last year at Build. Wasn't this year, it was the previous year, I think. Whenever they announced sets, uh, it's not coming. It's, I don't think it's coming. It's obviously not in this fall release, 1809. I'm not sure if it's going to be in 19H1 either. I'm not sure because we're not seeing it. Microsoft has to kind of turn it on, but now that they're getting rid of Edge HTML, what happens to it? Because that was the, that was the underlying componentry of it. We don't know. Microsoft wasn't. Microsoft officially said, I believe, that it's still coming. Now, the question is, are they switching to Chromium to make sets happen? If that's true, then it's going to be delayed even longer. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's coming in the next release, which means it'll be almost 24 months, maybe 18 to 24 months after it was announced before it arrives. So sets will be very interesting. And Microsoft is just kind of saying, yes, it's coming, but we don't know. Uh, also, he asks, uh, what about the browser redesign? So Edge, um, I very specifically asked Microsoft, I said, hey, are you redesigning the browser with the Chromium underlying? Because, I mean, you got to rebuild it anyways. And their, their comments were that it'll look like Edge, but it's not Edge. Um, so expect some UI changes, expect functionality changes, because, again, they're kind of rebuilding this thing. I, I don't want to say from the ground up, because they're not building the engine or the V8 or, or the JavaScript engine. They're not rebuilding a lot of things rebuilding the ui but that is significantly easier than building a rendering engine so there you go adam corbley says i heard on an FRD, frd episode where paul and you discussed what the point of windows light os would be if it was just a chrome os clone i wonder if there's another streaming app components you didn't mention however it would be interesting if windows light was heavily optimized to stream full desktop apps and xcloud games this is a very, very, very good point. Microsoft is working on this streaming functionality for games, but don't be surprised, folks. I wrote about this a while ago that this is a cover for how they're going to actually stream applications too. If they can stream games, streaming an application has significantly uh, less latency requirements. And what I mean by that is if you are streaming Excel, for example, and you click on a new cell, that is much easier than clicking on uh, a bad guy you're trying to shoot. It, it's less latency um, intensive, if you will. And so Microsoft, once they perfect the streaming stuff, the, the, the pivot it over to game or to applications, simple. And not to mention, uh, you could also do heavy compute in the cloud. Imagine you're running, uh, streaming a version of CAD and you could do, okay, render. Um, obviously it's not going to render locally. It renders in the cloud and then streams down the result, just like a, a file download. Microsoft is working on this technology. We saw it a little bit with HP. I remember when they launched that Windows phone that could run desktop applications. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like the, the, the last premium Windows phone that HP invested a lot of money in, then Microsoft kind of pulled the rug out from under them. But yeah, this is absolutely a thing on Microsoft's radar. Uh, Eric Palms 200 says, with all the backend changes making Edge better, uh, amazing, but how will Microsoft get users to switch to increase the usage of Edge? Well, they're not going to... So a couple things to unpack here. You th he says he thought they might go with a new name and all that good stuff. So here we go. First off, the number one way they will increase Edge adoption rate is they will make it available everywhere for 7, 10, 
8 Mac OS. That is the cheap way, right? It's just an application to get it to run on older versions of Windows is not a difficult task. Then the other way here is that for people who are already using Edge, they won't know. They'll just continue to click that blue E, except things will just work better. So those users should stay put for the most part. Now, the question is, how do they get somebody who's been using Chrome to switch to Edge? Uh, well, that's why they're going to have to focus on feature differentiation. That's, what, that's why they're doing this, is because up to this point, they were always chasing the Google car, because every time Google made a change, they had to make sure that Chromium or Chrome also rendered pages as expected. Um, actually, I said that backwards. They had to make sure Edge rendered pages that were designed for Chrome rendered correctly, along with supporting web standards. So they're always chasing these updates to Google Chrome, and they could, they could put less resources to feature differentiation. It's why it always kind of lagged behind, because they had to build an engine, they had to build one that uh, adhered to web standards and to Chrome kind of oddities, and then they had to build features, and they had all these people working on it, and they said, screw it, let's just let uh, the open source community take care of Chromium, and we'll just build features on top. So hopefully through feature differentiation, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be something that's going to be overnight success, but hopefully Microsoft can figure it out um, because the web will be better if more people use Edge, but the, the web will only get better if Edge is a better browser. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So uh, some Edge-related questions from Tourniquet. He says, is Edge coming to the Windows 10 store? It is not. Microsoft told me this explicitly, and it kind of makes sense. If it's coming to 7, 8, 10, and Mac OS, those don't have a Windows store. Well, 10 does. But, well, I guess 8 does too. But 7 and Mac OS do not. And so they're going to have one servicing package to rule them all. I think it actually might be updated via Windows Update. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but it's definitely going to be updated outside of uh, the store, outside of the Windows 10 servicing model. So it's going to get more than two updates per year. Hopefully once a month would be nice. So, and then his other question is, and this one's kind of interesting. They clearly said it's coming to all support of Windows. Windows 10 Mobile is technically still supported. I don't know if it's coming to Windows 10 Mobile. It's a good question, though. Uh, oh, God. Ahem, Taxoy, 1985. I butchered that. Uh, for Microsoft Windows 7 and 8, for Microsoft Windows 7 and 8 was deprecated. Well, not de not technically yet, uh, but they changed their mind. Chromium Edge browser opens the doors much more users. Then why not release a unified Windows store for all? So they could release a Windows unified store for all. They could, but that would take some serious under, I think, some changes, mostly because specifically 7 does not have a lot of the infrastructure needed to run a UWP application. You can't just copy and paste a UWP app to Windows 7 and it'll run. So there be need to be some core changes. And the fact that Windows 7 is going to be uh, reaching end of life in just about 13 months, just about 13 months, um, yeah, it, it's going to be, it, it is a little interesting. I think it was more of the, well, hell, to make it run on Windows 7, that's super easy. Why not we, why don't we throw these people a bone, let them work, and use Windows 7, and there you go. I mean, it's not, it's not like they are completely retooling the browser to run on Windows 7. It's more of, eh, people are going to be able to do this anyways. Why, why stop them? Um, and then he says, new Office and Windows icons are colorized. Title, tiles have color background. Uh, this is breaking colored background and white flat background design choices. New icons look better without tiles. I prefer icons. But um, what is your idea with the new design? So he design you can't appease everyone with new designs. I personally like them. Um, they don't 
I can't fully decide if they follow everything fluent is supposed to be. So, I don't know. You know, icons are icons. People are going to like them. Some people aren't going to like them. I think they did a good job personally, but that is subjective to my own opinion. Uh, Jambi says, what will happen to IE? Will it continue to be a relic within Windows 10 System 32 folder, just like it's a good friend to the <laughs> the dialer applet? Never under never updated, just always there. It will continue to be there. I asked Microsoft this specifically because there's a lot of organizations that have Windows uh, intranet sites or have intranet sites that are based explicitly around Internet Explorer. So uh, it is not going away. It'll just kind of be there in the background, like a whisper in the wind, and it'll arrive when you need it and go away when you don't. But I don't see them getting rid of it, um, maybe pulling it out of home possibly, but it's definitely going to remain in Enterprise. And then Sneakish says, Hi, Brad, looking forward to purchase, looking to purchase your book. What a great question. Um, that was really self populous there. Uh, what would be the best method to give you the most impact in terms of ratings and exposure? I'm assuming Amazon, but wanted to confirm. Here's my response to that. Buy the book where it is most convenient to you. If you're going to be reading it on your Kindle, buy it from the Kindle store. Um, if you want to read it anywhere else, go to LeanPub because that's a DRM free EPUB file. And if you want a physical book, Amazon's the best spot because their logistics are insane. And that is the cheapest way to get it shipped to you. So my response to that is one, just enjoy the book to buy it. And if you like it, um, leave a review because those always are helpful on Amazon. And so for everybody wanting an audiobook, got a lot of requests. I'm in the process of specking that out. I'm using a, a third party service promoted by Amazon and Audible and all those guys um, called ACX, where you can interview a whole bunch of different uh, voiceover people, and you pick one, then they read the book, and it takes about four weeks or so. And so uh, that is in the process, so look for that hopefully in January, hopefully in January. So uh, there you go, guys. Um, this has been the week of December 7th. I hope you had a wonderful time. I hope you had a wonderful week, and have a great weekend, and I will catch you right back here next time. Later.